You're listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Loveridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. This is Mr. LD. And I'm Mrs. J. All right. And, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about kind of having conversation and helping our students and children just kind of deal with, you know, the news and current events and, mm-hmm. and tough things like that, because it is on their minds. I mean, it's on all our minds. Mm-hmm. This looking back at this past year, there's a there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of unknown, and 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 of course, we as adults can relate to that as well. But. Yeah, we've had co- quarantine, COVID, mm-hmm. you know, political uh, unrest, and the <laughs> election's been crazy. So, the new year is a good time to reflect and to uh, to look at things that maybe we could have done a little bit differently last year or, or as we were going through these hard things. And then, and then our job as counselors is to try to give you guys some tools as parents to help you with this process of dealing with kids as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just came up with some ideas about how to help talk yeah. to those, yeah. talk to those points, right? Totally. And I, and I think one of the most critical starting places for whether it's talking about current events or just, any tough conversations with your kids, whether they're personal mental state or stuff with friends or even family stuff going on, is cultivating a safe space, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that kind of is a cliche statement almost mm-hmm. to, you know, some point. But what, it, what I mean by that is letting your child know that they could come talk to you, that if they have questions, that you're not going to be angry, you're not going to be judgmental right and and obviously we're not perfect <laughs> we we all have emotions and our own views and, and and issues but but as much as you can just being supportive and kind and being present with them and and one of the th- big things often kids just want to be reminded that they're safe and that's one of the big things i do with students when they do come in with kind of anxieties or fears especially about kind of you know global or national stuff is that remind them in this moment, they're safe. Yes. And and that's true 99.9% of the time. Yes, there's sc- sometimes scary things going on. But in this moment, in our family, you know, we're safe. Yeah, the worry comes okay. from anticipating mm-hmm. future possibilities or from maybe ruminating on past experiences. But but in the moment, that mind, you know, being that mind mindful of what's happening right now. Yeah, you're right. They're yeah. usually safe. Yeah, totally. And 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 just again, that's that's a good starting place. Just that you love them and care for them, and and what, whatever words come easiest to you. Um, and and I think a good starting question. You know, you could ask them what what do they know. You know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of figure out what they know. And I put and I could even put no in quotes, right? Because that that's so open up in the air. But what what are their thoughts? What are their thinkings with what's going on? And that gives you kind of some you know, just ideas and where to enter and, and how you can help fill their gaps or their, their concerns or fears. Right. And sometimes it's surprising what they know because they pick up, like you said earlier, they're so savvy about what's mm-hmm. going on nowadays that um, if you ask that question, you say, hey, tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me what you think about the, the, the election. Tell me what you think about what you know about it. They come up with surprising things, and and so it gives you an opportunity, I think, to um, 
to give your opinion, to share your values, to tell them what you think about it. And it also gives you a chance to correct if they're kind Mm -hmm. of going off the path a little bit, (laughs) then you could be like, oh, well, let's, you know, let's, uh, let's develop some critical thinking about Mm -hmm. these things. Right. And, and ask questions and say, well, where, where did you hear that? Why do you think that? What are you, what, what, what is it? about the situation that is making you feel that way. And that will, those open-ended questions will generate conversation. And the conversation is really what is needed, I think, between, not only between parents and their students, but between, you know, adults and Mm -hmm. between students themselves when they have those conversations. It's good if they have developed those skills of thinking critically about a situation Mm -hmm. and really asking the questions, Mm -hmm. why, how, what is going on and, and trying to find those answers. Yeah. And, and honestly, that can that can be such an enjoyable thing as a parent, but it also could be kind of scary, right, to yeah. have that, those open-ended kind of conversations because, yes, a lot of the times our, our children, our students, you know, have similar viewpoints to you. I mean, that you're the main informant in their life mm-hmm. up to this point, but at this age, they start, you know, getting their own ideas and perspectives and things like that. And as a parent, it is so fun and interesting and like I said can be a little (laughs) alarming at points but but again going back to that safe space that you could kind of talk to them and share your perspective and why you have that perspective and thoughts and and Mm kind of have a conversation about it a a dialogue if you will with them yeah this age is it is a tricky age and like you said they're developing their own thoughts and their own values and their own ideas that's normal that's Mm -hmm. perfect child development Mm -hmm. at this age that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing but sometimes that can be uh, the things that they come up with for themselves are different (laughs) than maybe the family dynamic or they're different than the cultural dynamic that they live in. And so a lot of times parents, when they hear those things, they will react mm-hmm. with emotion, mm-hmm. right? It's hard not to do that. Yeah. I, just to be frank, I'm as a parent, I'm <clears throat> a very emotional parent <laughs> and I have to really catch myself and be like, okay, breathe. <laughs> just mm-hmm. Maybe let's take a break. Let's come back to this. But, but those conversations can be scary, but they don't have to be. Yeah. And that's, I think what we're trying to say is that if you're, if you're, very conscious about the possibility of this happening, which Mm -hmm. in most families at some point there will be a conversation like Mm -hmm. this. And you're consciously making efforts to let your children know that they can be safe and that they have a safe place. And and if they see in your daily conversations with other people, if they can see how you react, right? So I had had an experience one time where um, someone in my neighborhood was on social media. Of course, they were saying some pretty volatile things about one of the current events that was going on. And it just made me think, you know, if their children are reading that, if they're, you know, other people reading that, um, it does set a tone. Mm -hmm. And so it just because I'm a counselor and I'm thinking, okay, what if, (laughs) what if that child had that issue and had to, had to go talk to that parent about it, but they hear their parent being so over the top. Yeah that's not going to make them feel safe, mm-hmm. right? They're going to probably feel like, oh, I can't ever talk to him about mm-hmm. that. That's not, that's, I already know how he feels about that, right? Yeah. So I just think we have to be be very conscientious and I think we have to be very intentional mm-hmm. about letting kids know that, that how we feel and then being, uh, be consistent in our actions with what we're telling them. Yeah. Because definitely. that's what they'll really remember. Yeah, I, I think of my own upbringing. Um, my mom was so good at that, creating that kind of, safe space for me. And, and, and definitely my mom and I 
have divergent views in, in mm-hmm. different areas, you know, and, and but she always goes back to the relationship, you know, rather than being right or wrong or, you know, who's got it, you know, who, who wins that argument. Mm-hmm. The relationship has always been the most important thing to her. And, and, and I love that because I think that's helped, you know, when I was a teenager, when I was growing up to help me to feel safe, to express my concerns, my fears, um, my problems. Um, but it, it's something I try to model also as a counselor and as a parent myself. For sure. And you still may not see eye to eye after those mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. You still may have different views or different beliefs or different, you know, attitudes about things, but at least they know that you'll listen. Yeah. And at least you know that they'll talk to you. Exactly. And that's huge. That's huge. As as parents, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and conflict need not be a bad thing, right? I mean, that's the true. conflict... As humans, we have, you know, even within families, we have divergent views, experiences, personalities, and it's how you handle the conflict. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you, like you said, Tanya, that if you're respectful and kind, even mm-hmm. in, within conflict, it, that, that could be a great source of growth within a relationship, honestly, because return it back to that love and that empathy and that compassion. And, and, and again, just that you value each other's relationship more than anything. And of course you're the parent, right? Mm-hmm. You set the rules and the guidelines and the culture in your family. For sure. But but this, you know, if your students are beginning to have different views and perspectives, I hate to break it to you, but at 12 <laughs> and 13, it's it, that's just the first of many and and it's good at this age to kind of plant those seeds where that's an okay thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, that doesn't mean you just give your kids a free pass for any ideas or perspectives, but, but, uh, as far as being able to talk to you mm-hmm. with with their ideas, with their thoughts, with their questions and fears. Right. It's the conversation that changes people. It's mm-hmm. not the being right or wrong. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. So another tip that we think is important is to, especially because so much of what we've been dealing with lately has so many negative connotations or so many negative side effects, right? Mm -hmm. We're dealing with people dying from coronavirus. We're dealing with, you know, possible violence in the, in the world and, Mm -hmm. excuse me. And so we want to just, uh, encourage our kids to start to recognize that there are always two sides Mm -hmm. to everything, right? That Mm -hmm. there's that there's always different points of view and that um, that it is possible to find a positive for every negative. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some of the, speaking of the quarantine, right, some very positive things have come out of the quarantine uh, for a lot of people. I think almost everyone, if you stop and think, you'll you'll realize, you know, you've, you've slowed your life down, you spend more time with the people you love, you have had to reevaluate some of the priorities that we've had in life. And so some really good things have come, even though it's the reality that some very hard and tragic things are happening as well. So I think if we can cultivate that idea with our students as well, that um, there's not one right way, there's Mm -hmm. not one right point of view, there's not one, uh, you know, it's nothing's black and white. There's There's a lot to be said about both sides. And if they can open up their minds to hearing those ideas and to just being open, then I think they will grow up to be a lot more uh, kind and respectful, just like we were talking about before. Yeah, empathy is such a critical skill. I mean, Mm -hmm. we talk about that often in these podcasts, but the idea of being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes, right? That's the cliche empathy. But see from someone else's perspective is so powerful. And it's something, I mean, just look around in the news and social media. 
it's lacking, right? And and so having that that, that it, making that explicit effort in ourselves and and working with our students, you can't go wrong with that. Just mm-hmm. being able to to practice that empathy and kindness and compassion, and 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 within your family, you know where the undergirding thing is that love, those loving relationships. It's a perfect place to practice that and to model that. And 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 like you were saying, Tanya, there it's. And, and having critical thinking as you're mm-hmm. seeing the news, right? It's we know from you know recent research and just the internet and social media that so often things the news gravitates toward fear and toward anger and toward hatred or excitement, it, and excitement, sensationalism yep, or some, yep. you know things that are like bigger than they really are. Totally, because those get more clicks, those get you yeah. know more engagement, you know, to use the internet term. Yes. And so, and just just being thoughtful and critical and, and aware of that so that you, like you said, kind of check out different sources and ideas and different perspectives. And 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 I, I think that's just being a savvy, you know, citizen and, mm-hmm. and consumer of media. Right, and it's something that we try to teach in all of our classes. Mm-hmm. I think critical thinking uh, in at the education world is called the uh, 21st century skill. It's mm-hmm. something that employers are looking for. It's something that people value because because you want to have the ability to cut through all of the kind of junk stuff that's flying around out there and really cut to what's real and what's what's important, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that that's, that's important. And that starts early. That starts young. You have to make sure that we're educating our kids and telling them about the way things are. It's hard sometimes. I know I've had conversations with my own kids where they're convinced that something they've read on the internet is completely yeah. and utterly true. Mm-hmm. And nothing that I say, not even my personal experience <laughs> or, you know, nothing will change, will change their focus. But, um, but I think if you start young with that idea, like, well, but there's always two sides, right? Yeah. So let's, let's look at the other side and then you can make that critical decision for yourself, mm-hmm. what you, mm-hmm. which you choose to, to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, going back to that relationship and that safety, you know, it, we, we can disagree, you know, but, but what's more, and again, and talking about within your family, what's more important to be right, you know, what's more important to be right or to be loved and, and whole. And, and, and I, I think again, my mom just was, continues to be so great at that and and that always helped me feel safe and 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 with the news going on i remember right when i was graduating high school 9 11 happened oh, yeah. and that was a scary i mean most of us obviously can remember that and and what we were doing when that happened mm-hmm. that was a similar you know more even more dramatic time than what we're through, living through right now where students children felt unsure and mm-hmm. afraid and, and, and think of those people in your life that helped you feel secure and safe. And, and, and right now, you're that for your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important to remember. And we're not going to ever be done with those kinds of mm-hmm. those things, right? Like I, I tell my kids when we do our lessons that um, we're never going to get to the point where everything is going to be uh, love and flowers and peace because mm-hmm. that's... That's not how we as human beings grow. Like we, we grow through challenges. We grow through hard things. And so I don't think we can ever get rid of those things in life, nor, nor would we want to probably. But we, um, but we can learn the skills that it takes to, to deal with those hard things, right? And that's what your lessons are all about. Mm-hmm. Those six C lessons is we're, we're trying to teach skills that 
the kids can then take forward with them. And then the next hard thing that comes, it becomes, it's a little bit easier because they're developing skills. And then mm-hmm. the next hard thing and the next hard thing and the next hard thing, right? We live in a crazy world. And I always say what a hard <laughs> world it is for our kids these days because kids can go out and they, they really feel like they, if they want to know something, they can get yeah. on the internet, they can mm-hmm. find it, right? And, and there's so many sources out there competing for their attention. And so that is definitely something as, that's a challenge to parents, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. who do you believe? Mm-hmm. Who do you, you know, do you believe the, the <laughs> network news? Do you believe the mm-hmm. Facebook news? You know, there's so many An different Instagram sources. influencer that yeah, they like. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. But the most trusted voice that is out there for your students is you. Mm-hmm. You are the voice they trust more than any other voice out there. And so even if you're just planting seeds, even if you're just, you know, starting to get them thinking about the different ways of thinking or the different sources. And, and if you're centered in what you believe, um, then I think that's going to help the kids too, because then they're going to see you living the things yeah. that you feel are important. And then they're going to follow in your footsteps. No question. And and again, there, that is such power. And, and, and there's, I mean, it's kind of a, sacred thing you know I really I, mm-hmm. I mean that you know that we have that relationship and that power with our children I think of my own boys you know growing up and and I and I hope they always trust me and feel safe to meet with me to come talk to me about things that scare them or things they have questions about I mean they're four and one right now so I have a little bit of time <laughs> but already my four-year-old you know will, will see things on the news when I'm watching and kind of just have questions about it and it's obviously you want to meet them where they're developmentally at you know right. some some of you, some children are uh, you know it's 12 year olds are more able to dive a little deeper into the current events mm-hmm. than others and, mm-hmm. and you know that better than anyone where you're where your child's at, but kind of meet them where they're at and let them guide the the conversation. Yeah. Another tip, um, look for solutions, mm-hmm. right? Because it's so easy to dwell on the, yeah, pop, yeah, the yeah. negatives, what's mm-hmm. wrong with the world, what's wrong with what's going on right now and why things are, are difficult or why they're hard, right? Uh, but but this is a these are excellent opportunities for for us as parents to sit down with our kids and say okay we have this problem this is a problem what mm-hmm. can we do about it mm-hmm. right what can what can we do what can you do what can I do what do we have control over yeah. in our world that we can make things a little bit better right mm-hmm. and so then kids will start to come up with such great ideas yeah, that's you true. know they really come up we have a student at our school um, who every year at Christmas time does a big uh, drive-by mm-hmm. hot cocoa fundraiser mm-hmm. and donates that money to schools like mm-hmm. the school pantries and and they call it Cooper's Closet, yeah, right? Yeah, and so cool. I, I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. And um, and that is a you know he started that when he was in elementary school. Yeah. So kids can be. Uh, very influential, yeah. very powerful in the world if they're given that opportunity to start to seek to solve a problem, I yeah. think. And so if we ask them, you know, what can we do about the problems we're facing? What can we do about quarantine? What can we do mm-hmm. about how can we make our family still have fun even mm-hmm. though we can't go anywhere mm-hmm. or do anything or do the old things that we used to do, right? Or with the election and the politics that are going on, you know, what? how can we, uh, how can we make a difference in our world? For some of us, it might just be getting off of social media. Like, let's just get off of there and not let that influence us so much. Or let's try to do something in our own neighborhood to bring people together instead yeah. of this divisiveness that we seem to be all falling yeah. <laughs> falling yeah. into, yeah. right? Yeah. Just let's do something to bring people together. And it's 
it's amazing to me how brilliant these kids are at, at our school and at every age. But we, you know, we love our kids yeah. here at our school. And we just think that they're amazing and awesome. And that's because of great parents. And it's because they have that desire in their hearts to really, they do want to make a difference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to, to give them that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, give them that, that power, right? And 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 that buy-in where they could feel a little sense of control in their mm-hmm. lives. And, 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 and one of the big skills I'm, you know, I'm always working on, and I think all of us is focusing on what matters and what we can control. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that overlap. And, and that's where we should put our energies, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so that's something we could teach our kids. And like you're saying, Tanya, we we've seen such amazing, great examples with our, with our own kids. You see it in the news, but focusing on the good because there is so much good in, yeah. in the world. You mentioned nine 11 and, um, my daughter, I was married with kids mm-hmm. at nine 11, but, uh, my daughter was five years old. I think she, I don't think she'd started kindergarten yet, but, um, she wondered, she wanted to help, you know, she was seeing all these things on that mm-hmm. we were watching and she's like, I want to help. And so the cute little five-year-old baby of mine started going door to door asking people to donate their change. Mm. And I think she raised, I think it was like in the end, $7.37 <laughs> or something like that. But she said, mom, where can we send this? And so I remember uh, looking up a Red Cross mm-hmm. uh, address and writing a check yeah. and for that amount and sending it off to, the, to them to help. That. And that just gave her such a yeah. Of, I did something. I no, did totally. something to help, right? And I think that uh, that can be magnified so much more in this age of, mm-hmm. of kids because they really can make a huge difference yeah. if they put their mind to something. Yeah, definitely. And and again, you guys are the ones that kind of help foster that more than more than we we can, and more than anybody. You as parents, you know, you see their interests, their personality, their 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 talents and you could help those grow by with your love and support and 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 again starting that safe safe place and just supporting and loving them but yeah as always we just love and support are so grateful for your students and and we really enjoy this opportunity to be able to share a little bit what we've learned as counselors from your students and from you and in your examples and and as always please reach out to us. Please share this yes. podcast. Please let us know what it, what ideas you have. You know, if you have great ideas of what's working with you with these current events with your kids, we want to hear that so we can share it with other parents and students as well. Um, and, and ideas for future podcasts or questions. We want this to be more or less a dialogue where we could kind of hear from you as well. But Right. And we wish you all the best. I mean, we know that things are challenging right now, but uh, but we all have the tools within us to do what we need to do to get through the t- this mm-hmm. time. And we're here for you. Like We want to be a resource for you, as always. And uh, we're just so grateful, like Jared said, that you allow us mm-hmm. to have... Uh, an impact on your children and that we get to have this daily opportunity to interact and to uh, help them grow as as human beings and and that's what we're all about so definitely well thank you so much until next time have a a wonderful day yeah thanks for keep up the good work all right bye-bye